0: Hey, top news listeners, this is Luke Garrett.
1: And Megan Cloherty. We're the hosts of WTOP's daily local news podcast, The DMV Download. Don't worry, top news from WTOP isn't going away, but we wanted to drop in and give you a taste of what we're producing, a podcast that goes deeper into the biggest stories of the day.
0: If you like what you hear, head over to the DMV Download podcast and subscribe.
1: It's Wednesday, July 13th. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is The DMV Download, Brought to you by the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org. Luke is off today. We start with a story of a D.C. woman who spent her first of 30 nights in jail in Alexandria after she was convicted for trespassing inside an abortion clinic. It's the same woman who D.C. police say had five fetuses inside her apartment. WTOP's Neil Augenstein fills us in on the two local cases against Lauren Handy.
0: Handy admitted trespassing in the waiting room where they were handing out roses and advocating against abortion.
1: Thanks for joining us. I'm Megan Cloherty. Before we start, a warning that this conversation contains details that some listeners might find disturbing. Lauren Handy is one of two abortion activists who says she obtained dozens of fetuses from a D.C. abortion clinic earlier this year. She's facing a federal indictment after police raided her home and found five fetuses inside her refrigerator. Handy faces a handful of cases across the country, actually, including in Flint, Michigan, where she's awaiting sentencing for trespassing at a clinic there. Right now, she's in the Alexandria Detention Center for a similar offense. And WTOP's Neil Augustine is reporting on that case today and joins me now on Zoom. Thanks for doing that, Neil. My pleasure. Um, So, Neil, Lauren Handy is one of two women who was convicted and are now serving a shortened sentence in Alexandria. Tell us about this case, what they did and where this happened. Uh,
0: Lauren Handy is the director of activism for progressive anti-abortion uprising, which uh, obviously uh, is a a group that is opposed to abortion rights. Uh, She pleaded guilty yesterday in Alexandria General District Court. Uh, and was sentenced to 30 days in jail. Uh, the other defendants were sentenced to four days behind bars. And here's what happened. Back in November of 2021, Handy and the other activists uh, admitted trespassing in the waiting room of the Alexandria Women's Health Clinic, where they were handing out roses and advocating against abortion. And so they had have admitted that they did that. Uh, And they have now been sentenced.
1: And um, Handy is the director of activism at the progressive anti-abortion uprising, which says it's holding nightly vigils outside the Alexandria Detention Center throughout her sentence. Um, We learned that back in March, Lauren Handy was indicted by the FBI through the FACE Act, which stands for the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. And that incident was tied to her alleged blocking of the entrance to the Washington Surgery Clinic back in 2019, where she's protested before. I think both Neil and I, we both covered the story. What's odd about this story is on the same day that she was indicted, um, D.C. police were raiding her apartment and found the five fetuses inside. Um, Tell us what we know about that story and how that's progressing as far as you understand it.
0: Well, uh, as as soon as she was uh, was indicted, uh, authorities did seize five fetuses from Hardy's home, uh, which is near Capitol Hill, she said that she obtained them legally from a D.C. facility that performs abortion. Uh, D.C. police have said that the fetuses were aborted in accordance with D.C. law, so they haven't been investigating uh, the incident uh, along those lines. So she is now, uh, as you mentioned, on trial for the federal charges uh, of conspiracy and uh, if convicted she and the eight others uh, if they're convicted in connection with the blockade they could face up to 11 years in prison
1: yeah um i reached out to her attorney john t harvey iii neil was on this other case in alexandria this is uh, her attorney on the federal charges he said he didn't have time to talk today and we'll follow up with him but he's aware we're covering the story however shortly after her arrest on the charges handy held a press conference Um, And that press conference was posted on her organization's YouTube page. So we'll let you hear what she had to say.
2: I made a promise, a funeral and a burial. It has been my desire since the beginning, since March 25th, and through the whole process to ensure these children's dignity were uplifted and respected. During the five days they were under my stewardship, the 115 victims of abortion violence were given a funeral nap funeral mass for unbaptized children, and the 110 have been given a proper burial in a private cemetery by a priest. But what about the five? Phoenix, Harriet, Christopher X, Angel, and Holly, the children who have been featured in the news so far, were so advanced in their gestational age, and the patterns of their wounds suggest violent federal crimes. We arranged for the medical examiner to pick up the children. Washington Surgey is part of a network of 21 abortion centers in the DMV area. The abortion industry, which is the overlapping interest of state and business, use fear, isolation, and violence to make make profit off of people who are pregnant, families, and in particular, low-income women facing crisis and unwanted pregnancies. Uplifting and showing the five children does not pit us against their parents. I am deeply heartbroken for these families. Their exploitation from Washington surging and then their children being used for profit by Curtis Bay <clears throat> shows how deeply flawed our communities are structured.
1: On its website, the PUAA posts its campaign, Justice for the Five, uh, on its website, there is a petition for a medical examiner to perform an autopsy. On these fetuses which the site says these two activists discovered in boxes destined for a waste disposal company and that the delivery driver allowed them to take possession of those boxes we we say obtained but that's how they define how they got um, you know got these fetuses Neil what's interesting about this case and I wonder what you've heard about this is you mentioned DC police have said they were aborted in accordance with DC law so there's really no investigation as to to that Um, Because they do not have personhood in D.C., there's also no charge against a person, right? Like no no kidnapping charge or anything like that. So we have the FACE Act. Um, Do you see there being charges in D.C. against Andy when it comes to this case? Because it's a question of what you charge, really, isn't there?
0: I don't think they're charged with getting them illegal, illegally. Mm -hmm. I think that they, you know, they asked for them, or, you know, and, or, or, you know, someone walked away and they and they took them. Uh, I don't think there's any charges there. Hmm. Um,
1: and this all happened before the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. Obviously, there's been a lot of political activism from both abortion rights supporters and from abortion rights opponents on this. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin has signed his support for a bill banning most abortions after 15 or 20 weeks of pregnancy. Um, now he's being encouraged to take immediate steps to limit abortion without the use of legislation. Um, Neil, what do we know about that?
0: Well, that recommendation came from Dave LaRocque, who was a very conservative Republican from Loudoun County, and uh, he is uh, he wants the governor to uh, to essentially do an executive order that would say that uh, that Virginia is not going to do business with companies that support abortion so Laroque, who is uh, certainly uh as, about as far right as as you can get in virginia uh says that that's the the stance that the governor should take uh the governor typically has not been uh, as far right as dave Laroque, so i think that he'll uh Uh, I'm not sure whether he's responded to LaRocque's call for that. Hmm. Uh, And uh, I'm not sure that uh, that is something that he would agree with. But I guess uh, time will tell on
1: that. WTOP's Neil Augenstein following this pretty odd story um, and the many cases against Lauren Handy. We appreciate your time. And I'm sure we'll be talking again on this.
0: Sounds good. Thank you.
1: We reached out to the clinic, which says it has no comment, and also to ProChoice.org, which often comments to the media for abortion clinics. They did not get back to us. And after the break, have you ever dropped your cell phone in an awkward place? How about down a volcano? I'll have that story of a Butterfingers Maryland man coming up. changing lives
0: thanks for listening to the dmv download if you like the podcast head to our show page give us a rating and leave a review
1: we read all of them and use the suggestions to improve this show that we're so proud of it also helps other listeners find this our region's only local daily news podcast
0: thanks for making us a part of your day
1: Okay, so before we go, I wanted to let you guys know, I am doing something on social media today. Without Luke here, I thought, you know, what can I come up with creative to do that's different? Um, I'm posting social media throughout the day about how we put this podcast together. So our lovely intern, Rosie Hughes, is here helping re record this. And I have to tell you about this story at the end of this podcast about this very, I'm gonna say stupid tourist. We've all been stupid, we've all done stupid things. Have you guys heard about this guy, Philip Carroll, 23 years old from Baltimore? He went hiking with his family to the top of the famed Italian volcano, Mount Vesuvius. It's known for, like, destroying the Roman city of Pompeii. You can see it right behind me here, Rosie. Um, Apparently, he gets to the top of Mount Vesuvius via a forbidden trail with his family, drops his phone in the volcano, and instead of being like, okay, I'm going to move on, that was a bad day, he goes after it. (laughs) He climbs into the volcano, falls, obviously, falls a thousand feet is knocked unconscious apparently the guides that were across the rim saw him fall through his bin- through their binoculars somehow and they had to be like lowered down by a rope to go get him so he's alive somehow miraculously the um the tourist like guides tweeted out a photo of poor philip carroll and you'll see on social media but he is scraped up he does not look good i feel bad for him but yeah, it's not not what you want to do. And again, apparently he's in custody now in Italy because he went up that forbidden trail, which you're not supposed to do. So don't do that if you're going on vacation somewhere in Europe this summer. This is harder when you do it by yourself, just letting you know. And that'll do it for us today on the DMV Download, we're sponsored by Steamfitters Local 602. Our managing editor is Craig Schwab and our music is by Real World. Give us a review and rate our show if you get the chance, and follow us on social media, especially today. I'm working extra hard. You can find out more about this podcast and become one of our VIP listeners at dmvdownload.com. The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in the D.C. area, 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, online at wtop.com, and on the WTOP News app. Have a great night.